This morning for our scripture lesson, I will read from Exodus 3. We'll read verses 1 through 6. Listen now for God's word as it comes to us from the Hebrew Testament from the book of Exodus. Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led his flock beyond the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of a bush, and he looked, and the bush was blazing, yet it was not consumed. Then Moses said, I must turn aside and look at this great sight and see why the bush the is not burned that he up. had turned aside to see. God called to him out of the bush. Moses, Moses. And Moses said, Here and God I am. said, Come no closer. Remove the sandals from your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. And God said further, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses, Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Reveal, O God, your wonder to our eyes and open our hearts to Christ's love. Disperse from our minds any darkness and fill our lives with your light. Protect us, O God, from thoughts without action and guard us from words without life. Grant us wisdom to walk in your ways and open us always to the guiding of your spirit. Amen. There is an illustrator and author by the name of Carrie Smith who creates some pretty quirky books. One of her books is called How to Be an Explorer of the World. The book is essentially many suggestions, many ways, exercises that a person can live exploring their life out in the world. Now, the beginning of the book has a very short section that is called How to Use Now, this if you are book. one who really needs specific instructions to follow, this book is going to drive you crazy. But then again, it might also be liberating and exhilarating if you can suspend that need. But nevertheless, according to Carrie Smith, one is to use her book by going in any order you want through the exercises. You can interpret these exercises however you desire, and you can adapt whatever you feel is necessary to complete them, and you should treat everything in the book, every single thing in the book, as an experiment. The last instruction is my favorite, though. Start with whatever makes you feel a twinge of excitement. Now, the book is not really designed for specific outcomes, per se. It's composed of 60 different explorations, as she calls them, to try. Now, one such exploration suggests sitting in a familiar place and writing down 30 observations about what you see around you. The exercise is designed to make any participant become a closer observer of their surroundings. 
Now, another experiment is to collect paint chips from the hardware store, colors that seem attractive to you, and begin to try and match those colors with objects or places or things that you find in your life. Another is to keep a record of things that you consume in a week. This could be everything from food to gas to purchases. The purpose of these exercises is to experience what we know in new ways, in different ways than what is typically and customarily familiar to us. The idea is to get a deeper sense of our connection to parts of our lives that we already relate to, but to do so in new and invigorating ways. The purpose of the book is to create these opportunities for the reader, for us to connect ourselves to the world around us in order to discover something new about ourselves and to discover something new about the world. Now, this summer in worship, we've been doing something kind of similar. We've been exploring how to make room for God. We make room for so many summer activities when summer comes, which has invited the question, where do we make room to experience God in the various activities of our lives? So discovery, making room for discovery, becomes an opportunity for us to ask the question, what would happen if we were to experience with our lives of faith, experiment with our lives of faith, like this Carrie Smith suggests in her book and its various experiments. Now, I think we can make room in our lives for various types of encounters with God. We can put ourselves in places where God is going to meet us. But God can also lead us into discovering what God is already making known, what God is already doing in the world around us. Discovery is playing with both of these. Now, God led Moses into such an experience of discovery on Mount Horeb. You see, Moses discovered the intimate presence of God in a burning bush. So Moses had been run out of Egypt. He's been separated from his people. He is tending sheep in the wilderness for his father-in-law. And then he encounters a burning bush. Curious, Moses goes to investigate, and God speaks. Now, the burning bush is no mere messenger sent by God. It is not a symbol of God's presence. It is God clothed in fire, turning to present in a real and tangible way, God becoming visible to Moses. Now, from this fire, God speaks to Moses, telling him to remove his sandals. Now, this was an ancient practice when one was entering a sacred place, a place where one would encounter the presence of the living God, one would take off their sandals. But in this instance, though, removing his sandals could have had a second meaning, could have a second meaning, because you see, Moses, having left Egypt, having been forced out of Egypt, no longer has a home. 
He was a Hebrew raised to be an Egyptian Once the prince. infant of an exiled Hebrew family in captivity, he is adopted into an Egyptian family, and now he is rejected by Egyptians and living in the wilderness where he is once again in exile, not just from his adopted Egyptian community, but also from his birth family, the Hebrew family he was born to. Essentially, Moses has nowhere to go. He no longer belongs. But God anywhere. comes to Moses in this burning bush and says, You belong to me. And one could say God is willing to experiment in the grayest of areas, willing to work with someone who has been outcast to liberate people. But while Moses removes his sandals, because he's standing on holy ground, he could also be removing his sandals or his shoes like when one enters a home. In many cultures, entering a home, one of the practices that is done is taking off one's shoes or one's sandals. And so when Moses removes his sandals, he is standing in God's presence but when, Mo when Moses removes his sandals, he is also making himself at home to God. And in the process, discovers who God is making him to be, regardless of his past, regardless of his failures, regardless of his separation from his relationships. As we live our own lives of faith. Where in our lives do we discover ourselves? Where do we find ourselves at home what with God? Could God do to help us release whatever is a barrier to us discovering God's presence in our life? And where in our lives do, do you feel that you might discover God's sacred presence? Where do you find God at work in you or around you? Where is it in our lives where we feel like we need to remove our sandals because we are in a place where we are discovering how God is with us, how God is near to us? Now, the architecture of our building might actually help us start to answer these questions. There are symbols and, and art in the design throughout this building, especially here in the sanctuary. And there's a burning bush incorporated three times into the building. One is right here on the pulpit in the front of, uh, on the chancel. Right here is where we read the scripture where we discover and explore what it means for us in our lives. There is another one in the stone above the avenue doors. If you walk down the center aisle and out the doors and turn around and look up, in the stone there is carved a burning so bush. Where we enter and leave the sanctuary for our worship, where we enter to worship, where we leave carrying our worship into the rest of our lives, there is a burning bush. 
And there is a, a third burning bush in a room that is called the guild room. If you were to go into the church house and walk all the way down the aisle or down the hallway to the end of the hall, there is a room called the guild room. And above the fireplace there in the plaster is a burning bush. Now this room, the guild room, is a room for meetings and for social events. It is where church boards and committees meet to make decisions and do discernment. It is where the church's leadership meets to discern and organize the life of this congregation. And so in the very physical structure of this building, where we gather, where we make decisions, where we worship, where we cross the threshold between our interior and exterior lives, there is a burning bush, a reminder that God is here and that God is in the many places where we live our lives. That God is present to us in real and tangible ways where God is waiting to be discovered, where God is leading us to discover God and God's presence. Now, when I think about my summer activities, when I think about what kinds of discoveries I've made in my own life this summer, some are small and some are large, I've discovered my children's joy of swimming in the lake, a new and wonderful experience. I've discovered a personal need in my own life to have stronger Sabbath practices, practices of rest. I've discovered my own appreciation for seasonal schedules and the various rhythms of life that come with seasons. And I've discovered again how important it is to make time for people, especially people that we don't get to have a lot of time with. Now each discovery does not necessarily or does not really point to my own intelligence or effort. Instead, what I found myself relating to in all of these discoveries is they help with something me much larger than myself. Relating to the questions that I've encountered along the way, questions that ask me to meet or, or discover where God is in my own life, each discovery, small or large, suggests a place or a possibility where I might connect more fully to God. Not in some abstract or, or, or distant way, but in real and, and tangible ways, because these discoveries have, have helped me find myself and place myself in a way that I am more at home to God. So some questions I have for you. What helps you make room to discover God in your experiences? you discover God in, in service or in making acts of gratitude? Do you discover God in cooking good food or, or hosting others? Do you discover God by, by praying, praying for others or by visiting with people? Do you discover God in some kind of experience of art 
or nature. As we think about these kinds of possibilities for discovering God, maybe we could create our own explorations to discover God in our lives. Maybe we could create a book like this illustrator and, and, and author, Carrie Smith. We could call it something like How to Make Room for Discovering God. And we could try and create our own explorations. And I've designed just a couple for you to consider. Now, what would it be like if we were to explore what it means to be a child of God? What if, for example, we were to attend a public event in the city where we know there will be so many different kinds of people present, and each time we see a new person, whether we know them or not, whoever they are, we say to ourselves in our mind, child Or we of could God. experiment with prayer by walking the neighborhood. Let's say, for example, we could walk down one block praying for people in the neighborhood, and when we get to the intersection, we could turn a corner. And as we walk down the next block, we could, let's say, pray for schools and students and teachers in the city. Turning another corner, then we could pray for the leadership, for leaders in the city. Turning another corner, we could pray for the elderly in the city. We could keep going block after block with more and more things to pray for. We could just start with one block. But when we return home, then, we could name a prayer for our own life. Or what about this? We could make a list of people who are most meaningful to us in our own lives, and then next to their name, we could write why. Why are they important could be to you? extra credit if you went to go and tell them why. Or to experiment with our gratitude to God the church could create a gratitude wall. We could put a board up in, in Dodge Hall or we could put it out on the, on the church lawn where people could write what they give thanks to God for. Or we could personally, individually, keep our own gratitude list, things that we are, are grateful to God for and revisit that list regularly. We could run our own explorations that might help us discover God right here. Now, we don't need to go to Mount Horeb, because it turns out there are three burning bushes right here on this corner in Detroit. But my guess is that if we were to run such explorations, to have such experiments of faith, we would not just discover God here or God in our own lives, but we would also discover more deeply who we are and who God has made us to be. So as we go into the rest Let's of summer, make some more room for discovery, for exploring the ways that God is present to us, the way God is present in the world around us. May the church always pursue acts of discovery in our life together and our life with God. May it be so this day and always. Amen.